Hey, it's me, Ria, and I'm a lifestyle coach. I help moms reclaim their time and energy. Look at you, taking this moment to recharge. I see you. During the Doulas Bloom podcast, I share tools and resources with my clients and community to spend time with themselves. The key to you living as your authentic self is embracing change and having courage. Your relationship with yourself is the only true constant in life. And observing yourself throughout each season will allow you to always be in alignment with the desires of your heart. Are you interested in joining my one-on-one coaching program? You can book a sales call with me by visiting the link in the description to schedule your session today. Before we get started, I have to remind you of your influence because you are an inspiration. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode on the Tulis Bloom podcast. I am so excited to chat with y'all. Like I said in the comeback episode, hesitantly excited, I am recording this episode right now instead of editing last week's episode, (laughs) but you know, I enjoy the process of creating way more than the post-production of creating, if that makes sense. So a little bit of an announcement for y'all. What's happening? What's going on? What's, what do you need to know to be in the know? So, um... I am slowly but surely starting to add some pieces on a website for purchase. I have created digital journals and uh, worksheets in the past, and I'm in the process of uploading all of that stuff to a platform where you guys can use those resources alongside uh, listening to these podcasts. So that is what is going on behind the scenes right now. And so if you want to be in the know, about when those resources will be available yeah you should join the email list that will be in the show notes below but that is where I send out information about all the things that are happening in this community so that is where you want to be and then also I've just started pondering what I want to do for um, International Women's Month for the Girl Chat series and I feel like I want to do a fundraiser And so more details about that fundraiser that will be happening in January. You're probably listening to this in January, so towards the end of January. That's all I have for announcements today. Look out for the resources that are going to be up on that platform for purchase. More info on that and the fundraiser that will be happening during March for the girl chat series that we do it's gonna look a little different than it has in the past but I'm gonna share more details about what I want to do with the funds for that fundraiser and the direction that we're going in I'm trying to be super intentional about how I am sharing information and I really want y'all to be in the know about what is going on in my dreams and my aspirations for this so that if you feel aligned you can give me feedback, and also share your thoughts on what you would like to see in those spaces that I'm creating. Announcements are over. (laughs) Let's get into today's topic, which we will be talking about creating peace in uncertain and unstable places. I like to call this my quiet place. It's almost like the eye of the storm, right? Right. So just to share a little bit about what I mean when I say uncertainty or unstable places. How do you create peace in these places? 
I feel like for such a long time, I've been in a place of transition. And I am hoping that here soon in the next coming season, I can have a place that is mine where I don't feel like I need to center myself or make myself small because of the things that are happening around me. Since 2022 and me moving back home and cohabitating with my family, family friends, siblings, I have never had a space where I could truly just energetically take up the place and feel as free and I really say safe to feel free because again I think when you're dealing with so many different emotions there's a lot of things to consider and I'm a amenable person I am way too considerate and let me define what that word means because my friend and I went on a whole tangent one night when we were chatting about I'm too nice and I do think I'm too nice. I saw this TikTok um, about the difference between nice and kindness. And like being nice is doing something uh, for the sake of others. Where being kind, you also consider it yourself. But being amenable, amenable, A-M-E-N-A-B-L-E. Can I hear this word pronounced? Can, can y'all, uh, <laughs> I'm on my computer right now. And so I wanted to speak the word for us. Speak it. Okay. Amenable. I was right. Here it is. Amenable. 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 <laughs> okay, so this word means a person who is open and responsive to suggestion, easily persuaded or controlled. Um, another definition is that they're capable of being acted upon in a particular way, being receptive, reactive, responsive to their surroundings, right? And so, again, like I said, it's being open to suggestion or willing to make an accommodation. And that, I think, is what I mean when it comes to me being amenable. I am willing to make accommodations to make an environment seem safer for me. And I'm putting air quotes around seem because a toxic environment is going to be a toxic environment no matter what. But sometimes we don't have the means to quickly get out of that environment as quickly as we'd like to. So in this episode, I just want to share a little bit about my experience with creating peace in these areas and how that how I plan to use these skills that I have learned um, going forward when I do have the space that I wholeheartedly desire that I can um, implement and continue to keep the peace. So first things first, boundaries. I feel like y'all knew that was coming. Creating peace in an uncertain and unstable place first starts with boundaries. There's twofold to this. You need physical boundaries and mental boundaries. Physical boundaries being you need a space where you can close the door and nobody can interrupt you or disturb you and you don't have to see anybody in this space if you don't have to it's a boundary this is not your space this is my space and I am not going to let you come into my space uninvited you know having this physical boundary allows you to have a a safe place within this environment where you can take up space fully even if it is only in your room or only in the library in your house or the that porch, like wherever that area is for you, where you can be uninterrupted, 
undisturbed is so important to have that physical boundary. I have made the mistake when I was living with a roommate of mine where we decided to get a one-bedroom apartment and we kind of did this weird separation thing where my roommate was living in the one bedroom and then I lived studio style in uh, the living space. So we really didn't have a living room. It was like one big dorm room, but one room had a door and my space didn't. I was living studio. So basically like all the communal stuff, the bathroom, the kitchen was open to my space. And I think that was the biggest mistake that I made when I was living in this arrangement with this person. I didn't have that physical boundary, so it was really hard for me to feel comfortable having emotional releases, taking time to uh, create or do something that I wanted to do because there was no boundary for me. They had the boundary where they could close the door and get away from me, but when I needed space from them, I particularly did not have it. So I think having a physical boundary is super important. And then the second part where it comes to mental boundaries is where I don't want you to abandon yourself in the pursuit of keeping the peace. If something is bothering you, you have permission, not that you need mine, but you have permission. You can give yourself the permission to communicate a boundary that is not physical. And I think that's a better word to describe it, like non-physical boundaries, where it's like from this time to this time, I'm not available to anyone or things like I do not want guests over ever. (laughs) Uh, That's kind of how I am when it comes to having that safe space Um, and just having those boundaries where it's like, even if I'm not here, I don't want X to happen and having kind of a system that works for the both of y'all, but communicating and having those conversations. I always think about the best kind of boundaries that I've seen that aren't necessarily physical where it's like we agree to these non-physical non-tangible things that we're going to do we're going to show up on time for work we're going to have lunch at this time and I'm thinking in like a classroom setting where like you're at school and you're like I eat lunch at this time this is my lunch period this is this and this is that And I feel like sometimes it can be difficult to set these non-tangible boundaries, um, which I think are more of just understanding processes, systems, and structures within the, the household where it comes to the routines and schedule. How is the flow of this house gonna work around our two schedules? Because I'm not trying to watch a movie while you're throwing a party. Or I'm not trying to listen to music in the shower while things are happening outside. Like, I feel like when you can sit down and agree on these things, it makes the living experience better. So you can have mental peace of mind. So having these conversations, asking clarified questions can allow you to create a mentally safe space. So that you're not understanding, can I or can I not do this? Well, I don't know how they're going to react to it. You can... Engage in a conversation so you can figure out those non-tangible things that happen in the household that are going to affect you. So those are the first two things that I think are very important to creating peace. The second point here is that you need to find space outside of this environment where you do feel safe. And this is difficult for an introvert like me. So if you're introverted like me and you're like, where can I go? How can I create this sense of peace, this sense of stability 
when I don't have it in um, my shelter, my environment where I'm dwelling. It's really important to have routines and a schedule and giving yourself something to look forward to every day. So back when I was living with my whole family, and I'm going to break it down for y'all so y'all can really see the whole capacity of what I was dealing with in this household and how many energies was in this household. I had just moved back from college after the pandemic wrecked everybody's life. (laughs) I was living with my mom, her husband, my two younger siblings, younger sibling who's right underneath me. So that's three of my younger siblings, my older sibling and his wife. So that was how many? My siblings, I have four siblings plus mom and her husband. And then my cousin was staying with us at the time. It was seven of us in the house and including me, it's eight. So there was up to eight or nine energies in the house at a time. Yeah. And so this was during the pandemic where we were forced to stay in this environment, right? And the thing that kept me sane was going on walks. And it was already hard for me to be able to go on walks because I didn't have the say-so. I wasn't the person who was leading the ship. I wasn't steering the boat. I was just someone who was part of the crew. It was difficult for me to go for walks. I did go for them uh, because they helped my mental. They helped me ground. And I think that's the biggest piece about creating peace in an uncertain and unstable place is finding places outside of that environment to ground. That is the point I'm trying to make. Where can you ground if not in that environment that you are dwelling in? I struggled with returning back to the dwelling because of the questions that I would get asked. But again, if there are boundaries in place where it's just like, if I'm going to do me, I don't need you asking me questions. It was only difficult because, again, there were so many energies in the house. And I didn't have the patience at the time to uh, communicate my boundaries to my younger siblings. And my two youngest siblings at the time, I think, were maybe three and six. Is that right? So they were younger, under the age of 10. And so it was just a little bit difficult for them to to see me go or for them to ask to join me. And sometimes I would let them come. But it's just like when it comes to like younger children, I do understand that it can be difficult to set those boundaries when they are curious. But I think it's important to try your best to communicate why you need that space so that when they feel like they need that space, they can communicate that to you also. And my last point is something that I learned from my um, business coach, where she always tells us to think about our exit plan. When X happens, then Y is possible. And so she always spoke of it in the terms of how much money do I need to save to quit my job if I'm trying to go full time, right? But the way that I've interpreted it to make sense for thing is like, what do I need to know in order for me to move forward? I feel like when you're in a toxic environment, it's really easy to get blinded by the fog because you're in it. And sometimes the smoke doesn't clear so you can't catch your breath. This is to piggyback off of point too about going somewhere to ground is like creating that space where you can begin to plan your next steps how much money do I need to have to do x or create the she shed that I want or to renovate that room into the office where it's like you can 
have that foresight to think beyond the current situation you're in. Right now in the situation I'm in, I was just laying down before I decided to sit up and record this episode and I was just like, I am not trying to live here forever. Like I'm okay with where I am right now. And I think that's the part two of this point is that if nothing changed, how can I make it work? And I know that can be a little morbid to think about, especially if you're in a super unstable and uncertain environment. But if this was the best it was going to get and nothing changed, how could you make it work? And I think it's important to also have your exit plan, but also to accept that if this is it, we can make it work. And so like I was saying, I've been sitting here and I know that I don't want to live in this current situation. And if you're not familiar, I am living in a house with my brother, his his wife and my nephew. And I'm so grateful for this space. I'm grateful to have um, a place where this has been probably one of the best cohabitating situations I've ever been in when it comes to like the day to day of everything. And I, I, I pride that on me having a car again, having the means to go somewhere else to ground is awesome, you know, to go out and be with friends and do all that stuff, have the space to be outside of where you are, where I feel like in past cohabitating situations because of my lack of community and lack of transportation, I was always dependent on the people that I was living with. And so it just made it really hard for me to feel comfortable going outside of the space without the person that I was living with. Um, So I never really got a break. What I'm trying to say is that I know that this is not a forever thing. I'm accepting that this might be longer than I want it to be, but I'm going to do everything in my power to create a plan that will allow me to get what I want. It doesn't have to happen fast. It doesn't need to happen now. I just need to hold on to the fact that it will eventually happen because nothing in this life is permanent. And so if you are in a space or a place where you're feeling like this is terrible (laughs) and I don't like how my life is right now, I want you to think about creating some boundaries within your household, physical and untangible boundaries, and also thinking about places and spaces you can ground in outside of the home and also finding out what the goal you're working towards is. This isn't working, what would you like to try next? We don't need to find the perfect solution that is going to be the end all be all. We just need to allow ourselves to learn from whatever we are stepping into next because everything is always going to be adapting and changing and I'm always talking about embracing that. If you know nothing is permanent, the solution that you come up with, you will begin to outgrow it or want to change things. So it's not about finding the perfect solution. It's about how can I make this one to three percent better for myself so that I can begin to show up the way that I want to. So that is just what I wanted to share with y'all. Some food for thought about creating peace and finding a quiet places in your life where you can ground, feel safe, and in your power. And so, yeah, let me know if you try out any of these things and how it works for you. I'm going to leave y'all with a reflection question today, which really just goes to the place of what areas of my life do I feel uncertain in? And what places and environments are unstable? And putting air quotes around that, what environments and places are unstable where I don't feel completely 
safe and supported and how can I begin to create some boundaries, find some place to ground and figure out what I want next. So I'm asking these reflection prompts just to get you thinking about where these boundaries and where these um, new goals might need to be placed in your life. So that's what I'd like to leave y'all with today. I'm going to let y'all go. So happy reflecting. Take the next three minutes for you. Allow this to sink in, to give your space to percolate and reflect on what you heard. If anything has come up for you, hold space for yourself. But I will chat with y'all next week and I'm going to go edit now. So I love y'all so much. Have a great day. Have a great week. And I can assure you that you are having a good life. Okay? Everything's working together for your girl. Everything's working together for your good, sweetheart. Okay? <laughs> we know I stumble over my words sometimes, but it's okay. I get so excited. I get so passionate. And then I just talk too fast. But I'm going to let you go because we know I can get long-winded. But love y'all so much. And have a great day. Happy reflecting. resonated with you during this episode 
Pass it along to a friend. Let's continue the chain reaction of inspiration. Be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. You can stay updated with all things Dillis Bloom by joining the Village Community email list. The link is in the description below. I hope that today is everything you needed to be and more, and remember, you are an inspiration.